country that this world has ever seen. All right, what's hey, going hey. on, America? And welcome to the newest episode of the Dear America podcast. So, <coughs> oh, excuse you. Okay, I'm alive. Anyway, um, <laughs> thank you guys. I, I want to start off by saying thank you guys. I, I think the the response from this new way of doing the podcast, I mean, obviously we still talk about political things that are going on. Honestly, I like it because we're, in my opinion, we're talking about relevant things that are going on that can be practically applied all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to just breaking news and talking about what's happening in the moment right then at two weeks from now, it means nothing to you because in today's society, the news changes 8 million times. Um, and what was true two weeks ago is now no longer true today. So I, I really appreciate the, um, the feedback from everyone. And so I'm going to read some things today because today's episode, you may be wondering, uh, one, uh, Micah, shout out to you. There's a pastor friend of mine. He titled his series this. So that's going to be the name of this episode, but I'm going to take it a little bit different today. Uh, and the title of this episode is called I've been hurt. Now what? Mm. And, um, and I think, if it speaks to you, if it resonates to you, please, Graham at Dear America Media, let me know. Um, but 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 I want to talk to those of you today who are hurt or have been hurt, which is everyone, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah, everyone. Uh, you know, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> you have to be a I feel hermit like, to uh, not be hurt. What, what is the the psychics? You've uh, you've been you've been hurt. I'm no feeling, way. I'm feeling hurt. I'm feeling deep deep pain of betrayal Graham, in your life. <laughs> how do you know this? <laughs> uh, but, but, but seriously, like, like uh, hurt uh, that there is a rock song by a band that I listened to named Gemini syndrome. And uh, the lead singer's name is Aaron Nordstrom. Uh, he's not a believer, but me and him have had some conversations. Um, and he has a lyric in one of his songs and it says, uh, um, we are all one in the same in pleasure and pain. So basically everybody's equal under those two things. Everybody feels pain and everybody feels pleasure. Right. And so, you know, I, I think it's a very powerful thing that is hurt and uh, disappointment and uh, shame, regret, uh, betrayal. I think those are real things that everybody yeah. has to deal with. And honestly, if we're being completely honest, let me go ahead and get this out of the way right now. Let me go ahead and be Graham Allen for a moment. Let me say this to you. Some of you need to hear this today. And some of you need to know this right now. Everybody's been hurt. What happens when we are hurt, when we're let down by the church when we're let down by a spouse or a boyfriend or a girlfriend or your parents, all right. Everybody is flawed. And to be blunt, everybody kind of sucks. The point is to realize what do you do in those moments when you have been hurt, when you have been let down, when you have been disappointed. To sit there and let your circumstances when say, well, pff, uh, I've been hurt so many times. I'm just I'm just done. I'm not going to trust any man no more. And I ain't going to trust no woman no more. Or no, man, I don't do church because I've been hurt in the church before. Who hasn't? Shut mm -hmm. up. That is an excuse. You are using your past and your hurt as a crutch to continue to live in your own despair. And the only thing you're doing is becoming that decrepit old person that's going to grow up with a lot of cats because you refuse to accept that it is people that hurt you and that there are more important things than what people do who are flawed and what your purpose is in God, in, 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 in faith, in religion, in, 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 in politics, in business, in your own relationships. Don't let flawed people allow you to become a flawed person. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. <laughs> what a perfect time. I was waiting. I've been waiting. <laughs> Don't let flawed people allow you to create 
new flawed people, mm. right? That was a good one. So, <laughs> so people who are hurt, all right, they always say things like this, like, oh, you know, a bully, a bully in school, you need to remember, hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. Sad people live their life to make other people feel sad because they believe that if they are able to bring people down to their level, they'll feel better. But what ends up happening is it's just a, it's a disease. It spreads yeah. and it goes. Insecure people make other people insecure. Exactly. And it, just, it just goes on and people on People that are on diets. Everyone knows you're on a diet and you're unhappy <laughs> about your life. Shut up about it. We do not care. Is that a I'm target to me? I'm going to eat a cheeseburger. I don't want to listen to, oh, well, I'm choosing to make my body better. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't had a carb in three weeks and I'm miserable and I'm crying out for someone to help me, please. <laughs> anyway, we all deal with her. So, so before I go through this, um, episode, I want you to hear this one thing, hurt people, hurt people, mm -hmm. people are flawed and will always fail you. God never will, but let's just say that you don't believe in God for a second. Don't allow flawed people to allow you through your own hurt and your own pain to use it as a crutch and honestly a bat to beat other people down to create new generations of failed people. You claim you want to be the change you see in the world, but you're doing exactly what somebody else did to you anyway. Mm. All right, moving on. So as I said, the title of this episode is I've been hurt. Now what? There are some of you riding in the car right now that you have been hurt in a relationship. Join the club. All right. You know, I think the, that's everyone. Those of you who rode in on your fairy unicorns and have loved the same person since middle school and you've been married for 50 years and all this stuff. Shut up. Nobody wants to talk to you. Okay. In fact, no, no, no. Seriously, I think that's beautiful. But honestly, it's very rare. Talk about very people. Blessed. Talk about people who cannot give most people a lot of advice. Okay, yeah. I think it's great and it's a great story for commitment. But ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people have been cheated on. You did cheat on somebody, or it just didn't work out, yeah. right? Like maybe they didn't cheat on you, but they did break your heart, right? Yeah, that's the majority of people, um, and and that's just the way it is. There's a lot of you right now that are struggling with God. Okay, and we're gonna get into that here in just a second, and and it's not because God did anything to you. God didn't do nothing to you. People in the church did something to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's a lot of people right now that you're a crap dad and you're a crap mom because you had a crap dad and you had a crap mom. Yeah. So now you're continuing this generational curse that has been passed on to you because instead of trying to move on from that pain and move on from that hurt and that trauma to create a new path for a new generation, your kids. you are blaming the deck of cards that you have been dealt as your reason why you can't do something. And that is an excuse. And that makes you just as bad as everybody else. Who's worse? Someone who hurts somebody or the person who is hurt by somebody and then instead of realizing what that person did to them was wrong, you turn around and do it to somebody else. I would say the person that's supposed to know the difference yeah. would be the one wrong there. All right, we're going to get into this and we're going to deep dive into this. Hold on to your horses, people. Hold on to your seatbelt, the steering wheel, or the old crap bar in your car. Or if you're lifting weights right now, don't start crying in the middle of lifting weights. Stop this podcast right now. Okay. It might be a little embarrassing if you're especially, crying. While weights. Especially you meatheads. All right. I know. Okay. I got it. Don't don't listen to this podcast in front of people because we're fixing to get all up in your business today. And I'm going to be very real with you guys today. I'm going to talk to you about one conversation I had and one email that was sent to me that's going to lead us down this path. But before we do that, we got to get into a sponsor. All right, guys. How many of you hate 
the way health insurance goes. I know I do. I pay outrageous amounts. But the crazy thing I found out the other day is that you know that over 250,000 people with health insurance went bankrupt last year due to medical costs. See, here's the thing. Even though you have health insurance, they still have to approve Whatever it is that's going on. And one out of every six claims gets denied from major companies like Blue Cross, Blue Shield, etc. So it's a big racket. That's why I've teamed up with Crowd Health. Crowd Health is putting the community back in community health care and giving its members access to high quality care for up to 60% less in the process. You pay one monthly low total to fund your account and get access to the crowd health community. It's less than $200 a month for most people. 100% of your monthly contribution directly funds and reduces the health care cost of the community. You'll pay the first $500 of a health event. The rest gets submitted to the crowd health community members for funding. And you can go to whatever doctor you want. You don't have to go within the network, etc., etc. So, don't let healthcare costs stand between you and your future. Join Crowd Health today. Right now, you can get the first six months. Are you ready for this? For just $99 per month. That's almost 50% of the normal price and a lot less than a high deductible healthcare plan. Just go to joincrowdhealth.com and use the promo code Graham at sign up. Crowd Health is not health insurance. It is a totally different way of paying for health care. Terms and conditions may apply. Go to joincrowdhealth.com right now. Promo code Graham. Right, so this email was titled episode 284 literally described my struggle. Now, uh, the, the first part of this email, and, and again, thank you guys so much for the emails. I really do read them. Uh, they don't all make it on the show, but, yeah. but, but I really do try to read them. The first part of this thing was talking about, um, him being told to leave a job for law enforcement and everybody's telling him he's crazy for doing it because it's a pay cut, but God's telling him to do that. Hey man, I think it's great. Let me empower you. Let me, let, let me encourage you. Uh, good on you. And we need more people like you to serve in law enforcement. But, but it's the second part of his email that I'm going to read for you guys. Um, and then I'm going to tell you about the conversation I had just yesterday and why I think, People need to hear this right now. Uh, and I'm going to do it by not preaching at you. I'm going to tell you my story. I think it's the best way to go about it. All right. So, so, so this is, this is the email. It says, uh, the second part of my email is a question in the off chance you get a chance to read it. I did read it and I'm reading it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder what it's like for people that like hear their emails on the show. I always wonder if that's, you know, cool or not. Anyway, I'm sure right. it is. I know you are insanely busy. This is true. <laughs> so, is. so far he's batting a hundred. All right, here we go. Uh, I've tried and failed and tried again my entire life to follow the word of God and the path set before me, but I struggle every day with submitting to God. Maybe it is a pride or old-fashioned stubbornness about standing on my own. I have struggled with being a combat veteran and with a not ideal childhood, much the same as you. I get. I wonder if this person's read my book. Um, <coughs> excuse me. How do you submit to his will every day so well and easily? Well, first, let's go ahead and get that out of the way. The, the answer to that is I don't. I think that's something every Christian struggles um, with. The answer is I fail miserably every single day. Uh, you guys have to understand what you see on this screen right here and what you hear through your speakers. If you're listening to this show that this is my highlight reel. This is the version of me that I want you to see and that I want you to hear. Every single one of us has our out in public perception. That's not the real us. Mm -hmm. Every single one of us has the part of us that is anxious 
uh, has no self-worth, uh, the parts of us that feel like we're not good enough, every single one of us struggles. And the worst part that we do here on social media for young girls, for young boys, for, for, for teens, tweens, and everything in between, all of the above, the worst things that we can possibly do is what we do on a daily basis and make you believe that we're okay all the time. The truth is, I'm not okay just like you're not okay. The truth is I struggle in my marriage. The truth is my kids drive me nuts. The truth is I don't always do what God wants me to do, just like you. There is nothing special about me, just like there's nothing special about you. We are all in this thing together, and that is okay. Anyway, uh, back to it. I struggle and want to bend my knees to God, but I feel as if I'm constantly fighting a lesser version of myself in order to do it. Do you have any tips for someone like me? All right, now go into the conversation I had, uh, with, with a friend of mine and I won't say who they are. They know who they are. If they listen to this show, I'm pretty sure they don't, which by the way hurts, but either way, <laughs> um, we were having a conversation about because I grew up in the church, right? And I was very hurt by the church. Like a lot of you, some of you are listening to this right now that you are just like me. You have been hurt by the church. And we were talking about it, me and my friend, you know, and, and I'm 35 years old now, okay? This happened to me when I was 15 years old, 20 years ago. And this hurt and this pain by this certain situation has still kept this friend of mine from moving forward and being hesitant about getting back in front of God and having that relationship. Although every single day he's being pulled in that direction. Okay. Some of you right now are doing the same thing in a relationship. Some of you right now have been hurt in a relationship. Maybe he cheated on you. Maybe she cheated on you. Maybe they didn't cheat on you at all, but you just weren't the one. Okay? Sometimes we have to humble ourselves enough to realize that we ain't all that all the time. And, and just because we believe ourselves to be a good person doesn't mean that we're the right person. And maybe you view it like they hurt you. Oh, they broke my heart. Maybe they saved you because they weren't the right one for you. Mm -hmm. Maybe by telling you the truth and being honest with you and breaking your heart, maybe what they actually did was set you on the right path that's going to lead you to Mr. or Mrs. Right. And you'll look back 15, 20 years from now and go, thank God they dumped me. Some of you like to blame your childhood. Some of you like to say, well, you know, Graham, I had a bad childhood. I had a, uh, I grew up in poverty or drugs or abusive household and this and that. And I'm not degrading that in any way. If any of you have read my book, you know that uh, I didn't have the greatest of childhood either. But one thing that I refuse to do is use that as a crutch as to why I'm a bad husband or a bad dad today. Oh, well, I didn't know any better. You know, my, my childhood sucks and, you know, my parents sucked. And, and so therefore I'm going to suck too. No, that's a crutch. That's an excuse. That's not how it is supposed to work. So let's talk about the church thing. Cause I get so many questions every day and, and I love, I love these responses from people. Oh, Graham, separation of church and state. I'm not an elected official. There ain't no separation of church and state here. So you're boring. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, this is my show, and we're going to talk about it the way I want to talk about it. So um, for those of you who don't know, and, and I can say this story because this story affects hundreds of people. This is not my individual story because mm -hmm. this happened to my church to my youth group to me where hundreds of other people are there too. Yeah. And I cannot tell you after I released my first book, how many people from my old youth group reached out to me after writing about this in the chapter. So, and this is not a book pitch, but 
this is in the tattoo section of my American 316 book. <laughs> uh, it's available everywhere <laughs> if you uh, haven't bought it yet. But, but but either way, so long story short, and I won't say names, okay, but basically I had a bad childhood, okay? I, I, I did. Um, I found God in church, but not God for the right reasons. I didn't find God because I fell in love with God. I found the church because I loved music and I figured out that my horrible childhood, the one place that they would allow me to go is church. Yeah. And so I used it as an escape. All right. If we can be honest, yes, I was a kid, didn't know any better, blah, 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 blah. Church was an escape for me. Um, and I was raised very much as God, as this bully. And so that guy who wrote the email, he said this, what was his exact words? Let me find this. Um, uh, I am constantly fighting a lesser version of myself. Okay. That's a very powerful statement to me because that's how I feel all the time. I mm -hmm. feel all the time, even to this day at 35 years old, I'm like, I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. I'm not, I've, I'm not good enough. I hadn't done enough. Uh, I'm going to hell. <laughs> That's the way it is. Oh man. I hope I don't die today. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I'm serious because I still to this day deal with the, and I have to constantly remind myself that what I was groomed when I was a kid is not the way that it is. I was raised in a abusive household that used religion as punishment. Okay, and I'm gonna get really real with you guys for a moment, and, and I hope that you'll you, you'll hear me because I realize not everybody's read the book, so you don't know this. I was raised in a household where God was this bully, and God was this this mean kid with a magnifying glass trying to fry ants. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like 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 he, he was, was always out to get you. He was always out to get me, and there was nothing that I could do that was ever good enough and god was this punisher there was no love of me there was no love it was only discipline right and through that there was a lot of uh abuse and it eventually led to me uh being raised by my grandparents so we're we're obviously skipping a lot of stuff for this and maybe one day we'll go in depth about that stuff i don't know but but, but either way I found church and I found this guy who was the youth pastor of this church, right? And I turned to God. And I when I say I turned to God, man, I was at church. We played Sunday morning, Sunday nights, Wednesday night. We had practice Tuesday and Thursday, Friday and Saturday. We traveled to other people's churches. I mean, it was my job, okay? I was at church all the time. We toured the country. We went overseas. We played everywhere. All right. In the band, by the way, um, in the worship band at church. I mean, everything. I mean, I was a Jesus freak, man. But long story short, fast forward uh, a little bit of time. I get kicked out of the church. Why? I get kicked out of the church because they put a contract in front of me to be on the worship team and said that I have to give up all secular music. And, and so if you actually look at the history of the church, secular is a word that we have actually transformed to mean something horrible. Whereas actually the literal definition of it is just like, it means not of God, but what it means by that is it means it, it doesn't have, direct implications to God, i.e. it is worldly. Like a building is secular. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like a car, an automobile is a secular thing. Technically Fox News would be secular. Well, yes, that that is the actual literal meaning of it. Not anti-God as we like have deemed it to be, yeah. but just not of God, i.e. not church, not the Bible, not, you see what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. we have, uh, demonized the word anyway, secular music. Well, technically Beethoven is secular music. Technically. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, uh, what, what's another song? Proud to be an American is a secular song. Yeah. You know, like that, like we, not, not Marilyn Manson, and stuff like that, you know, like, like, like I can get around 
So, you know, if you're going to be in the worship band, you probably shouldn't be listening to Marilyn Manson on the weekends and stuff like that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I can get around that. But I'm listening to uh, Eruption by Van Halen. Sorry. It's one of the greatest opening solos ever. Uh, I'm listening to Pride and Joy by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Buddy, I'm a guitar player. That man, those are the people, you know? So I got kicked out of the church for that. And, 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 and total world fall apart over that. And then we're fast forwarding a lot here because, you know, there's only so much time in this episode. And then around 12 to 15 years later, I come to find out that the man who taught me everything about religion, about church, about everything busted in a sex pedophile ring in Kentucky Mm. underage sex sting operation in Kentucky. So the guy that I learned everything from about God and religion and everything like that, not only was homosexual or to be politically and legally correct tendencies. Yeah. Okay. Which that part's not illegal, but it was also underage. That part is illegal. (laughs) Mm. And you want to talk about a foundationally breaking situation. So not only was I struggling with God, many of you know, I almost lost my marriage. I almost lost everything because I used my past as a crutch to destroy my own future. What do you do when everything that you've been taught and everything that you know was taught to you by the very person that is the exact opposite of everything that you were taught? What do you do? What do you do when you've been hurt like that? What do you do when the foundation that you're barely hanging on to as it is, is just ripped out from underneath you? What do you do when your entire world decides to leave you for a richer dude or a better looking guy or a younger woman? What do you do when your parents are dictators instead of your parents? Now, don't get me on the conversation of being a parent versus being a friend. I could care less if my kids are happy with me. I'm going to do what needs to be done. In fact, right now, me and my oldest have gone like two straight days, (laughs) two straight days. And he's just as ill with me as he can possibly be. But, you know, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. So he's not getting his, uh, his switch. Yeah. That's what the argument's over. I know (laughs) you sit here. Oh, you're so, you're so abused with your switch. But either way, my point is, what do you do? When that kind of pain is within you, what do you do when you're hurt? We'll talk about it after this sponsor. All right, everybody, listen up. I want to bless you this month, okay? I want to bless you by paying off your mortgage for next month, okay? Um, what about producers? No, you're don't not, you don't count because you're on the show. You right. know how much I'd get sued if you want. Anyway, the point <laughs> is, Good Ranchers, okay? The company that saved this podcast from extinction when we got demonetized on Facebook is under severe attack from the radical left for supporting us, for supporting other conservative voices, and supporting free speech. I need every one of you right now to show your support for this 100% American beef company. I need you to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham right now. And every single order this month, they're going to send me a list and I'm going to pick two people and I'm going to pay off your rent or your mortgage for next month. Okay, look, not only do you get 100% in America beef or chicken, you also support a conservative company and 
I'm going to bless you and you have an opportunity to have your rent or your mortgage paid off next month. I know times are tough. I know that everybody is hurting, but so is this company that is trying to do the right thing. So I need everybody right now to go to goodranchers.com slash Graham and make an order today. <laughs> Zach looked at me like I left him hanging right there. <laughs> I was getting into it. On that thing. <laughs> Zach, I always know when I leave people hanging the right way because Zach's like over there staring at me like, really? That's when you want to break to, for, for the sponsor? <laughs> I was during, in. Is during that? Well, look, guys. It's coming it, by surprise. He, here's the thing, okay? So let's talk relationally for a minute. Some of you right now are struggling in a relationship. Some of you right now are, are using your hurt from the previous relationship and you're putting that on the person that you're dating. Mm. Maybe, maybe you were cheated on or what, well, actually most of the time it's that, but either way, who cares what it is? Maybe, maybe that's manifested in, um, uh, what, what's the, uh, what's the word? What's the word? What's the word? Uh, ownership, uh, uh, Possessive. Thank you. Not helpful, Zach. I was thinking. Maybe you were possessive <laughs> with someone else. Uh, you know, I heard something about somebody saying, you know, well, yeah, when, whenever I go out, so-and-so wants me to check in like every 30 minutes or so through a text. And I'm like, that is crazy. Like a, a boyfriend or girlfriend? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that Red is, flag, red flag. That is psychotic. You need to get out of that real quick because you're dating Ted Bundy. Either way. <laughs> yeah. the, the point is, but maybe that's you. Maybe that's you. Maybe you're the person that when your significant other goes out, you want to know what they're doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, and where in the world are you at? Maybe that's you. Yeah, trust them. If you don't have trust, here's the thing, and here's what you don't realize, okay? Oh, well, I've been hurt, and I know how people are. Yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the truth for you, Mr. or Mrs., whichever one you are that's doing this, okay? If you are already not trusting them and the trust is not there, then that relationship is doomed anyway and you don't really have anything. You own something temporarily. Actually, you're renting it. You're renting that person at that point and eventually they're going to get tired of your crap and they're going to leave you. Exactly. So you don't have a relationship. You have ownership temporarily over somebody's time and attention. That's what you have. So what you don't realize is you're already dead in the water. Okay? Maybe you were cheated on. Maybe you were cheated on or maybe maybe let's move on from that. Maybe you were abused. And I am 100% not making light of this conversation at all. I'm being honest here. This is what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I realize this 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 may this may really get to somebody here and I and, and and I don't apologize because you need to hear it. Maybe you were abused. It is not that next person's fault what happened to you. It is not their fault that you have trigger words or trigger actions yeah. that make you feel a certain way. That is not their fault. They didn't do that to you. And some of you are driving right now, and you need to hear that. They did not do that to you. They are good people. They love you, and you are punishing them for your own hurt and your own pain that you have not moved on from. And worse, you're looking at them to help you move on from it. Mm -hmm. That's never going to work. Here's another relationship advice. Now, this is, I did put it in the book, when me and Alyssa were struggling. And, 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 and when I say we almost lost our marriage, guys, I'm not just saying that. No, I mean, lawyers were kind of like, I, like, I was about to mess it all up. Sleeping on a buddy's couch for about 90 days straight. Not seeing my kids. I missed holidays. I missed birthdays even. Because we were so, I would not we. I was so messed up. I didn't know what to do. And I was using my bad childhood as an excuse for, well, I guess this is, you know, I guess this is the way it is. Yeah. I guess, you know, this is my divorce and I'll pay child support and blah, 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 blah. 
I had to realize Alyssa, I couldn't look to Alyssa to make me happy. Mm-hmm. Just like you can't look to whoever it is you're dating or you're married to, to make you happy. Because here's the thing. People can compliment people's happiness. They can add to moments of happiness. But they can't be the source. But they cannot be the source. Very good, Zach. That was good. That was a good thing. They cannot be the source of your happiness. Because if you are unhappy without them, you're only going to be happy temporarily with them. Mm -hmm. Just like a new car. A new car only smells like a new car for so long. Your contentment has to be in something else. Exactly. Maybe you've been hurt by the church, like me, like this person right here, like my friend. But did God really hurt you? Honestly, I'm asking an honest question. Was it was it God that hurt you? Or was that a person that hurt you? Oh, well, it's the church. It's the same thing. No, it's not. It's completely different. In fact, I have a video that I did where I talk about, I love Jesus. I love God, man. But the church drives me insane because the church is run by people. And people are flawed. People are greedy. People are selfish instead of selfless. People will betray you. People will stab you in the back no matter how Christian they are. And people will hurt you even if they didn't mean to. Because they're people. And you're putting unrealistic expectations on people running a church. So the reason you left the church when you got hurt is because you didn't really have a relationship with God in the first place. You had a friendship with people that were running the church. And they let you down. So now you're running. Yeah. That's the truth. You don't want to hear that. You want to blame other people. Uh, Cam Cameron Haynes has uh, one of my favorite slogans. It's uh, it's a workout slogan, but but it applies. Nobody cares. Work harder. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. It's one of my favorite things. Nobody cares. Well, I think it applies to this. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> Heal better. Nobody cares. Heal better. Nobody cares. Work harder at healing. Nobody cares. Work harder at trusting. Nobody cares. Work harder at finding your relationship personally with God. Mm-hmm. Improve yourself in that relationship with God first. Nobody cares. Trust them. Oh, well, they got to earn my trust. Why? They didn't do anything to lose your trust. These people had nothing to do with anything that happened to you. Oh, well, uh, th- you know, they're going to have to prove it to me. They're going to have to jump this hurdle and meet this mark or bah, they are not good enough for me. Excuse me? Who are you? They could look right back at you and say, you're damaged goods. You got problems, man. You got baggage. Uh, I'm supposed to pay a price for your baggage? Put the shoe on their foot. Who are you? I think the world would be a much better place if we as people always remember that we are not special. There is nothing special about you or me. Not really. Oh, they're a great person. They're so and so and so. You know how many great people there are? There's a lot. Oh, well, do you know that you have one in six billion chance of being born? And, you you know, the, the fact that you even were born is a miracle in and of itself. Okay, every single person on this planet made those odds. You are the same as they are. You're not special. That's why I hate birthdays so much. Drives me nuts. <laughs> it's the one thing in this world that makes you not special. It's your birthday. This here's cake. I mean, I do like cake, but either way, it's the one thing that makes you not special. So how do you move forward? How do you continue to do that? Well, the first step, and I'm going to get into it after this. The first step is you have to realize that your circumstances, someone's always got it worse. Mm -hmm. 
Before we get into that, let's get into a sponsor. All right, guys, Ronald Reagan saw it 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until Joe Biden. In Ronald Reagan's own words, inflation is is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack. Thanks to Joe Biden. That's why I partnered with Birch Gold to protect the savings that you have to protect what matters to you and your family. And that is security. When that is why you need to go to Birch Gold and diversify your savings account with gold, silver, and precious metals. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text the word GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to the numbers 989898 now to get a no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This comprehensive 20-page guide reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. You've only got eight days left to purchase with Birch Gold before the end of February, and they will send you a signed copy of my book, Dear America. So do it right now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898. You've got no excuse. You're listening to this podcast on your phone as we speak. That's the word Graham to 989898 now. All right. Nobody cares. Heal better. I think I like that. I think that's what we're going to keep it. Nobody cares. Heal better. That's a good, that's a good little slogan. Okay. Heal better. Okay. Some of you had a bad childhood. Somebody had it worse. Some of you got done wrong in a relationship. Somebody had it worse. Some of you uh, were, were abused as a child. Somebody had it worse. Some of you have been betrayed by friends. Somebody had it worse. Some of you have a physical ailment, you know, impairing you from being able to do what you really want to do. Somebody's got it worse. You are not the only one that suffers. You were not the only one with hurt. You were not the only one with baggage. It is what we choose to do when we have been hurt that defines who we are as people. A lot of people don't know this. During that time frame where I was in an abusive home, I, you know, I was picked on at school. I was all this other kind of stuff, you know, boohoo, you know, everybody's picked on at school. Um, but I found out and I figured out I've always been really good at adapting my whole life. I've always been really good at adapting. And I fa- figured out that if I found the easiest way to adapt in school is to figure out how to start making fun of other people. And if you can be better at making fun of other people than they are at making fun of you, you'll become popular. So that's what I did. Found this guy, easy target, man, little overweight dude, little weird. And what I mean by a little weird, little nerdy, which now nerdy is cool. It always has been cool. We were just stupid. Anyway, Fast forward, one day cops show up at the school. And they find a kill list in this guy's locker. And I was number three. Dang. That's a real story. That's in the book, too. Again, shameless plug. <laughs> but I realized that to cover up my own hurt, my own pain, and my own inferiority, what I had to do was make somebody else hurt too. And that stuck with me. I wish I knew what happened to that guy. I have, I have no idea. I mean, I'm pretty sure. I mean, we were kids, you know, I mean, I'm pretty, I mean, he didn't do anything. Right. And so uh, I'm pretty sure he's fine. He lives a normal life. And so I'm not going to say who it was. Um, But to be blunt, if I'm being honest with you, Kind of deserved it, <laughs> you know, and it's like, oh, Graham, nobody does that. I, I, I mean, you don't know. I was, I was horrible to this person. That's the truth. I was horrible to this guy, relentless to this guy, every single 
the day because I realized if I put the attention off of me and put it on the him, <laughs> I was cool. I was this and I was that. And then I realized that if all I ever did was start talking about the bad of the church, I could justify the reason why I wasn't in church, why I wasn't walking with God at the time. Oh, I believe in God, but I'm not walking with God. Well, let me tell you why. Because the church did this, 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 this to me. Some of you in relationships right now, oh, I'm single because I, oh, I've had all the bad ones, all the bad ones. And so now I ain't doing nothing till I find Mr. Right or Mrs. Right. And, and that person's going to be the person God wants for me or blah, 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 or, or worse. They're going to have to prove to me that they're different than everybody else. What makes you so special and entitled that you're able to ask that from anybody? All they, they don't know you. All they know is that you are a demanding, insecure, feeble person. You know, I've heard, I heard the other day, some people were talking about marriage, potentially marriage. And one of them, I won't say who it was. One of them said, well, one thing that is an absolute deal breaker for me is moving. I'm not moving. My mama's here. My sister's here. My daddy's here. If moving is an absolute deal breaker for me for marriage, <gasps> are you 12 years old? Ha, what an immature. Stu if I can be honest, if some of you are that way, don't be that way. Let me be honest with you. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's the stupidest thing. That could be. One of the dumbest prerequisites I have ever heard in my life. You keep missing life. on some good people. Here's another thing. Here's another thing. All right. If we're going to talk about this too, real quick, some of y'all got your priorities mixed up. Let me tell, let, let me talk to the mamas in the car right now that are taking the kids to school and the dads that got kids at home. Let me explain this to you. If your kids are more important to you than your spouse, you're wrong. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, Graham, I didn't like what you just said there. My babies are everything. They're not supposed to be. Your spouse is actually supposed to be ahead of them. What? Read the Bible. It's in there. Mm -hmm. Very clear about it, actually. Uh, it's God, you and your spouse, your kids. Kids are going to leave eventually. Your kids are going to leave. Your kids are going to leave. It's your spouse who you're going to spend the rest of your life with. Hello? I don't even know if you can hear that on the mic. Knocking on your door right now. Woo! I told you you're finna get all up in your business. Here's the business. If you have children and you are allowing your children to be the number one over everything, you are wrong. I have this conversation with a lot of people. A lot of times it's single mamas too, right? Single mamas that are trying to date. And, you know, they, they throw down the gauntlet that no one is going to ever be more important than my children ever. Well, then then you're never going to find a biblical relationship and you're never, ever going to find pure joy in the relationship that God has for you, because that is not the way that it's supposed to be. And honestly, your kids probably are spoiled little brats, too. Kids respond to the hierarchy. They do. They really do. They really do. It is the weirdest thing. A kid that has never been metaphorically popped in their mouth is the most smart aleck little run their mouth kid in the entire world. Why? Because they ain't never been popped in that mouth. I'm mm -hmm. a firm believer, man. Hey, I got a son. He's my middle son. His name's Gunner. He's got my mouth on him, but he's every bit of 60 pounds. He's going to he's gonna mouth off to the wrong person one day, and they're going to pop him right in his mouth. <laughs> and you know what? He'll learn. That'll be the best thing that ever happened to him. Because, yeah, you'll learn. You'll learn to either shut up or you'll learn you better be able to back that up. 
Yeah. These are powerful lessons, man. Primal lessons that we're allowed to learn in our lives, but we refuse to learn because we think, A, we're above it, or B, why is it happening to us? Hard times can make you so much better if you let them make you better. One of my favorite things is uh, <laughs> why do good things, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, sometimes it's because you're stupid and you did something really dumb <laughs> and therefore something bad happened. Not all the time. How do you deal with the hurt of your love the Lord mama got cancer and died before they were supposed to? How do you deal with that? Let's talk about the real, the real things right now. See, it's easy to talk about relationships. It's easy to talk about this kind of stuff. How do you deal with the things that happen that you just cannot see the good in? We live in a fallen world, guys. We really do. Guys and gals. I know I say guys a lot. I mean everybody when I say guys. Some people get real upset about that. <laughs> Can you please address the women of the audience? I am. It's just what I say. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> but, ladies, you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine, you know, and they were really struggling with religion because they had a family member who got cancer really young. And in their mind, they just could not justify why in the world something like that would happen. And my response to that is, you know, I love Job, right? Mm -hmm. Talk about this all the time. You know, if anybody had it rough in the Bible, it's Job. And, and I know I've said this time and time again, but I keep going back to it because it is the point, you know. God, why are you doing this? And I love it because I, I, I like to believe God's sarcastic. <laughs> and, 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 you know, and he basically looks down and he's like, <laughs> he kind of just, uh, like, do you know how many stars there are? Do you know how many grains of sand there are on the beach? He's like, mm -hmm. I do. You are, you are not capable of understanding. If I were to let you know the plans that I have, not just for you. See, that's another thing that we do, especially as Christians. God, what do you have for me? <gasps> Newsflash, maybe what God's doing in your life ain't about you at all. Maybe it's about that random person that you see at the gas station. Or maybe it's about the person that's listening to my show right now. Hear me say this exact same thing. Maybe that's my entire purpose mm -hmm. is to reach the better version of me that's going to do more things than I ever could. Maybe it's not about me at all. Oh, but you don't want to hear that because you want to know what God wants for your life and you want to know what why god would have that happen to you well maybe there was somebody at the hospital while this horrible thing was going on that viewed your faith in times of despair and that changed their whole life maybe it's not about you at all See, as Christians, I, I love it. Kenny Chesney, I, I, I'm not a Ken, Kenny Chesney fan, but he has this really funny thing. You know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but they don't want to go to heaven right now. <laughs> it's pretty witty. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's pretty, pretty good. It's pretty funny. You know, everybody wants to have faith, but they don't want to practice having faith. Ooh. Ooh. What is faith? By very definition, faith is believing in something that you don't understand, that you can't prove. Mm -hmm. Belief. See, everybody wants to say they have faith. Ooh, Lord, I just lost my job, but I have faith. I know, I know that it's going to work out, but nobody wants to practice that. Yeah. Ooh, God, I'm going to have to give up my car and get a lesser car to make it. But, you know, could you, could, could you not do that? Could you not put me through that, please? I mean, I believe in you now. Don't get me wrong, but, you know, don't do, please don't make me have to please don't make me have to like you know practice my faith. <laughs> please, everybody wants to have faith. Nobody wants to practice it because by very definition, faith is uncertainty. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Faith is certainty in the uncertain. 
That's what faith is. You know, you ask a child, and this is the last thing I'm going to do. We're going to go back to, to hurt. See, as adults, we are the most hard-headed, stubborn, honestly selfish people that there are. And here's why. Ask a kid, do you love your mom? Ask them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love, yeah, I love you. There's no strings attached. Your kid isn't waiting to make sure that you, you know, compliment them or leave them a Snickers bar with a note on the refrigerator to prove that you're thinking about them. Or, and if you don't, then their love tank is empty and all this other kind of stuff. You hear it all the time in these couples things, you know, the love tanks and you got to fill the love tank. So when your tank's low, their, their tank is full and they can lift you back up. Kids don't need none of that. They don't. I love you. Do you love me? Cool. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. I, I mean, that's it. Like, like, dude, a kid is the most awesome thing that there is, man. It is. And and and, and I'm not saying that, that we don't have to teach children the realities of life because we do. We live in a horrible place. But, man, kids are the coolest thing ever, dude, because they mean what they freaking say. And how awesome and how hurting is that sometimes my daughter i love her to death i'll walk out and i'll be like i'm gonna wear this she'll go don't wear that <laughs> <laughs> and she's eight and she means every bit uh-uh daddy no do not uh-uh. <laughs> do not wear that i don't like those shoes like like she's super but she means it she don't mean it from a place of being mean she's just telling the truth man it's not it's not your shape. Well, if you think about it, it's because she cares for you. Yeah, it's not your shape. Don't go outside looking like that. <laughs> you know, uh, how cool would it be to meet an adult and you don't always have to wonder what's their angle here? I'm really bad about that. I, I, I always am that way. And it's a, it is a horrible con of popularity or fame. If you want to call it that every person you meet it comes with that. What does this person want? And it has. It, it, it affects me, so I know it affects you. There are some of you right now that go to church, and you sit in church waiting to hear what the real angle is of the pastor. What do they really want? Where's the tithing part? This is what it's really all about. Well, actually, that's pretty biblical. I don't like to talk about it either, and none of y'all want to talk about your money. We'll talk about your money here in a little while uh generosity is a big thing and man some of y'all are like scrooge mcduck man you won't do a single freaking thing man mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm telling you ebenezer i'm telling you th- just we'll talk about money a different day <laughs> everybody wants to practice faith no, excuse me. Everybody wants to have faith. Nobody wants to practice it. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Heal better. We as people have to learn that just because we're hurt does not give us the right, the authority, or the power or the justification to go around and act hurt. Because what you do is you create an atmosphere of hurt and then you hurt other people, which then take out and hurt other people and more and more and more. It's like a virus. It takes over everything. So the purpose of this episode was I've been hurt. Now what? I challenge you today. I challenge you to do this. I challenge you to seek guidance and wisdom for people from people that aren't just going to tell you whatever you want to hear. My relationship fell apart. Ooh, girl, he wasn't worth it. No way. Ooh, this, Ooh, that. Hey bro. She was crazy. Da, 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 da. No, maybe you sucked. (laughs) You know, you gotta have people that like point out your flaws. You've got to have, look, man, the, the biggest thing here is surround yourself with people that will tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's another thing. Real love is people that will show you grace when they need to, 
but they will tell you the truth when they need to as well. And let me tell you something, nine times out of 10, the truth hurts. Nobody wants to hear the truth. Nobody wants to hear that, yeah, your relationship fell apart and yeah, they weren't perfect, but the truth is you weren't perfect either. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear the fact that, yeah, the church hurt you and now you've left the church, but the truth of the matter is you had a relationship with the people at the church, not with God in the first place. So that's why you left the church. Nobody wants to hear the fact that, yeah, you had a bad childhood and yeah, you had a crap hand dealt to you. But it's not about, what's the Bible say? Doesn't matter how dull the axe is. Doesn't matter the hands you were dealt. Doesn't matter what physical limitation you may have. What do you do with it? Are you going to choose to live a victimhood mentality or are you going to choose to be a victor in your life? Hurt people hurt people. Joy-filled people (laughs) give people joy. So which one are you going to choose to be? What do we do when we are hurt? We heal. And we practice healing. And we work on healing. And more, more specifically, we choose to hurt people less. We choose to bless people more. And in doing so, we find <laughs> that we heal ourselves. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And we'll see you again next time.